Well, there have been a few things that have happened, actually. So, number one... You see, that I... was very clever there, because I didn't actually ask, but you made it sound like I did, <laughs> and now everyone's going to think I'm really cool. Stop! You're, you're showing them behind the curtain. This is not what we need. So, yeah, thanks for asking. There's a few things that have happened, actually. First of all, I think I have tonsillitis because uh, yeah, my, th- my voice is you, now... You sound like it. ...audible chocolate. That's my voice. That's what I... This is how I sound well, all the time. You see, when I had tonsillitis, I just couldn't talk very well at all. It was gone. <laughs> it started off, I just sounded like, uh, like my voice was constrained, and then it, I couldn't really talk. So... I don't know, maybe your tonsillitis is just less severe. Uh, right. I had to go to hospital for mine, so it like, checks out. Okay, well, for, for me at the moment, it's like a constant burning. It's not just when I'm talking or when I swallow. It's literally all the time just sitting, doing nothing. I can feel my throat. It's on fire. Have you examined your throat? It looks a bit swole, but we'll see. I mean, it might just be like a nasty infection. Is it but specifically the tonsils that are swole? Sore. I actually haven't checked. All right. I can go and check now. I mean, it's no. You can check after, don't worry. Anyway, it's it hurts. We'll keep an eye out for like, like I'll, we'll talk about it after. I'm not going to talk about tonsillitis on the podcast. Please don't. Anyway, aside from that, tell me more. Tell you what, the last time I had tonsillitis was yes. 2014 and it was the illest I've ever been. Okay, okay, yeah. It was rotten. Hey, if you've got it again, they might want to... They, they might want to snip them. They might want to get rid of them. No, no, no. So I, I got that. I looked into it at the time. They changed the rules because usually yeah. you would just get tonsillitis once and they'd be like, all right, and then, tonsils are yeah, getting hacked off. Yeah. Whereas now they're like, no, you need to have it. I think it's four times in a year. It changes. So it's like either a lot oh. in one year or a couple of times anyway, less regularly. So I am using this uh, this voice to great effect because I have been asked to do an audition for a car advert. Right. And I, uh-huh. I it's like a four by four off road right. beast. I don't think I'm going to get it, but I'm going to send in the, the sample tape. <laughs> oh, no. And it's going to be like this. Right. And then. Rugged four wheel drive. You recover before getting the gig. They give you the gig. You call back in <laughs> and. Rugged four wheel drive. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say, all right. What happened to the other guy? Do you reckon you could do an impression of this voice on a healthy day? Naturally, my voice is not this low. I just sound like I've aged about a decade, which is great. You just have to get absolutely plastered the day before the recording and make sure to wake up. That's it. Mm. Same deal. Keep Okay. Or or, or, um, buy some muscle relaxant. And you know, gargle honey. Hope that it only affects your uh, your throat muscle. Right, indeed. <laughs> the singular throat muscle. Mm. Something that targets yes. just that area. That's all I need. Although, <laughs> tell you what else has been happening. Right. Okay. Continue. I sold my flat in five days. What? It's already been sold. It's already been sold. You know what? It was the it was a podcast ever again. It was. It works it every time. Was yeah. Yeah. I am certain that, that it made a massive impact yes. on the people who are buying it. Brother and sister, by the way. Oh, how interesting. Very interesting. I have paid 10k over the asking price, so... Wow. Happy days. Oh, man. The market is spicy right now. It, yeah, it certainly is. And uh, we did actually have some correspondence about what... The podcast. ...the next owners would do with said iconic cupboard, but I'll come to that later on. Thank you, Ross. Yep. Okay. So, that's, that's it. The wheels are in motion, and I have started... Listing all the things in the flat. I actually made a spreadsheet. Me and Gray made a spreadsheet of all the stuff we have and where it's all going. Uh-huh. And my goodness, I've got so much stuff and I hate it. I, got, I probably got more, to be honest. 
Because I've not moved for so much longer. Figuring out what's going to his, what's going to his sister's garage, what's going to my work, what's going to storage, and what's going to yours. That's right. that's it. It's a lot. So it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. I know. And I need to hire hire like a van and move a big L shaped couch. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I have to take I have to well, take a day of work to do all this, man. Ugh. Uh. Anyway. I mean, you could like money. Like we hire. A people that move things for a living that is a good idea because they'll yeah. do it they'll know how to do it and they'll do it faster they'll do it and they'll have insurance for clever didn't anybody else's stuff very clever okay that's actually a good idea hire people to do things for you you don't want to do faster and better generally is my main advice to anybody who has expendable income is to spend it on making your life easier i do have someone who will remain unnamed who hires someone to iron his and his wife's clothes that is a new level. Not even I've reached that level. He does have a lot of money. My own. It's not your brother, by the way. <laughs> just, to, just for clarity. He doesn't iron his clothes. Get out of here. <laughs> doesn't own an iron. Actually, he actually. So I, I actually guarantee that he does iron his clothes because I've seen it happen in the last year. Wow. Okay. Wow. Do, do you have an yeah. iron in your flat, by the way? I got an iron. Yeah. Don't remember. I don't know if it currently is a functioning, but I can <laughs> okay. double check. Nice. Because believe it or not, when you live at home, obviously, and you work, work from home. at home as well, and you don't have colleagues, and you don't ever go anywhere fancy, you don't iron your clothes. That's true. What's the point of ironing clothes if you're not uh, going to be seen? Even if you, even if I am going to be seen, I don't iron my clothes. Yep. It's such. It is. It is just such an overrated activity. Of all the tasks I would pay someone to do, ironing very near the list. But I don't have a, enough expendable income yet to be able to do that. Yet, yeah. Give it time. I do pay someone to do some cleaning. That's a good oh, one. Do you? I highly recommend that one. Yeah, that, right. I, see, I see way too many people spending a bunch of hours in their weekends cleaning, and I'm like, you know what? I might not do that, and I pay someone. That's actually a good idea. All right, noted. Other things that have happened: I've spent a lot of money today. Finally organized my brother's stag do. So that's happening. Hey, all the money talk. Yeah. We must actually have some of that. And imagine. I know, but now I'm waiting. Like I've, I've basically rinsed my credit card so i'm waiting on everybody who's meant to be coming yeah. sending me money urgently so if you're listening you're coming to chris's tag do <laughs> oh, apart from chris then send me money please because this flat yeah. move is going to be pricey before i can finally roll around and all the excess money i will get in about three months time unless you spend all that excess on a deposit for the next we'll see place. and this is the final piece of news james that right today we went to the mortgage advisor right. and we said, hey, look, here's all the money that we have okay. and here's all the money that we we get paid by people to do things for them. Right. Does not include moving houses. And here's how much you can afford. So if anyone is out there selling a house for about a quarter of a million pounds, hey. send it to us because that is what the bank said and I nearly fell off my chair. That's your upper limit? No, it's, it goes even higher. I think the highest limit, if they include... Hey, what? Like... Annual bonuses, it's 288k. All right, okay. But they were like, let's, if we don't count bonuses, it's quarter mil. So I was like, okay, that that is helpful. That gives you some flexibility. That gives you a bit of flexibility. I don't need like a studio cupboard. I'll just have like a studio floor. Room. (laughs) No, no, not just a room, the entire floor. (laughs) Floor. Entire floor is a studio. A second second place. Just buy a second (laughs) house. One for living, one for recording. That's a great idea. I tell you what. Money is a stress. Here's the big difference, is that you are a property owner. 
Oh, it makes a huge difference. And that is the part that makes it easy. As soon as you are on the on the on the owner end of the spectrum, everything gets easier. Yep. So long as like you can afford your mortgage, of course. If you if you hit hard times and can't afford to pay your mortgage on the on the owner end of the spectrum, but as soon as you've got it, buying the next place, the banks love you. They're just like, oh yeah, you've done it before. You yeah, you know what you're doing. Although funnily enough, here's money. But if you haven't, the banks are like, hey, hey, hey. not sure we trust you. Uh, yeah. Ex- explain, please, where that £10 is going every month. <laughs> What's that suspicious transaction? I do feel a little bit sus, though, because I have asked everybody in the stag group to pay me £69, because that that's genuinely how much the activities cost in total. So I'm going to have about 16 different incomes saying 69 so um, I'm going to have to show that to the mortgage advisor. Just don't let any of them, like, write anything suspicious in the, as a reference number can almost guarantee someone is going to write something inappropriate yeah they will you'll have to, you will have to explain it i will have to explain that <laughs> hooray hooray for me yeah but yeah happy days so we're uh, we're gonna look kind of sterling sure falkirk larbert denny that sort of neck of the woods all right you're branching out you're doing the classic branching out because i've been in flats for 14 years you got money now we're out of this city absolutely time to jettison the big smoke and uh, settle down and go to a house where we are the only people there so i can play music loudly. make sure they've got the internet lines that's all you'll need well exactly exactly but also like a nice place where people can come and have like a, a tasteful dinner and if they want to stay over, they can. That's mm-hmm. what we're, that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Tasteful dinner abode. Ah, it's like a spare a spare room and a cooker. That's all we need. That's it. Yeah. Oh well. What about you? What's been happening? Have you uh, booked any stag dues? No, no. I've spent all my money on on a cat. Oh, how is Zelda? She's all right. I think we got she's got medicine now, and she's less unwell. So that's a good thing. Good. It did cost. Good. Glad to hear. Quite a lot of money. Several hundred, many hundreds, several sounds too small to be honest. Uh, to find out, Severals. nothing. I went to the vet. She was in all day, of course. Yeah, of course. I went back to get her later on, and they were like, eh, we didn't see anything in the tests. Let's give her more meds. And I was like, oh, you're guessing? And the guess worked. And I wish they just guessed so, before doing the tests. At the risk of sounding like, yeah, someone who doesn't really understand how veterinary places work, surely they do, like, the cheap stuff first, and then they'll say, hey, we'll save the expensive stuff if we're really unsure. But do they just do it the other way around? They did did a cheap thing first, and that one didn't work. And they're like, all right, we should do some tests to figure out what next. And then after the test, they did another cheap thing that they just didn't tell me about before, I guess. Great. So I am a bit suspicious, but I don't mind spending money as well to find out that there's nothing, like, so there was a, one of the things was like an x-ray of her lungs, right? Okay. They could have showed up like, hey, she's got a bit of cancer, you know? That's true. Uh, unrelated. And it didn't. So she's not got cancer in her lungs. That's, like, that's worth 500 quid knowing every now and then, you know? That's worth like that's worth a grand finding out sometimes if you can afford it. Sure. And sure. I could at that moment afford it. And I can't anymore for a while. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, and I, like different insurance is available for pet health and stuff like that uh-huh. and my one just doesn't cover some things like this yeah you answered the question uh, i was going to ask which was actually asked by someone else which was do you have any insurance because surely that would then they'll give you all the money back for spending hundreds on cat yeah there's different insurances and the one i'm on turns out <laughs> maybe not perfect okay. which was a bit of an uh, oversell mm. an oversell I asked somebody what insurance they recommend they were like oh you should get this insurance it's pretty good it turns do out do they cover your taxi to the vet and that's it didn't cover it. no it doesn't cover very much oh, really? it doesn't it covers like 
more expensive things, but not like the, some of the smaller ones. And this <laughs> Sorry, one is just like more expensive things. So not like X-raying a cat's lungs. That's that doesn't count. It would cover like intense surgery, I guess. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> but no, right. at the same time, fine. The amount of money I've spent on cat right now is the same as the amount of money of uh, very expensive insurance for several years. So it's just a balance. It's like right, right, right. it's like any other time you've got insurance, you're 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 taking a gamble. I know I'm going to attempt to get you to justify cat in a second, but a silly question: Is it worth it? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good to know. Yeah. I don't need to like say more than yeah. Well, so says, so, yeah, so yeah. here's here's what I'm asking, right? Because one of my friends has a dog, which by all accounts is like right. demon dog, has oh, gone no, to like yeah, three no, or that, four trainers, no, no. is now protective, is no. As soon as that one coughs once, put it down. Right, right. So it's so it's at the point where, to me, it's very much a case <laughs> I'm of jo- I'm joking, get joking. rid of the dog. Just and also they've got a baby on the way, so to me, oh. no brainer. Chuck the dog, but the the uh, the feeling is no dog is part of family, even if dog is an absolute maniac, the, the devil, and and potentially a threat to said child. Yeah, that's the worrying part. If your dog is like actually violent, then you gotta get rid of it, as in like find someone who's capable of adopting it and teaching it how to live, yeah, and it not getting killed. You know, because if a dog is violent at the wrong point, it will be put down. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. Uh, you're also speaking as someone whose closest affinity to a pet was a zebra finch that I inadvertently killed by right. uh, having a hoover explode next to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Mr. Finch. Yeah. Sorry about that. It was literally like a modern day canary in the coal mine because all the dust and fumes killed the bird and uh, we were all you're fine. like, I got to get out of here. I actually ran around the house the, uh, once. Yeah. Because I was 16 and panicking. So Hoover, Hoover exploded right. next to the birdcage. Bird dies. Went over something. I don't know what it was. And uh, I, there's smoke fumes everywhere. So I went outside and ran around the house. Came back in. And then came back in. Bird dead. Came back inside. And uh, yeah, it was maybe like an hour later. But yeah, bird had keeled over. You right, it took an hour to run around the house? N- well, it t- maybe took an hour for the bird. To, it wasn't like running. an instantaneous death. But it was, that was what happened. I, yeah. I killed it. Yeah, well... Which I'm very sorry about, by the way. No, because it wasn't you. The Hoover exploded. It's like you were like, I've got to explode this Hoover right there. <laughs> it's like, no, it's, it's, it's a difference between like... So, so for example, it's a difference between like hitting someone with your car or your car malfunctioning and hitting someone. Right, right? but one is still right? manslaughter. Except mine was bird slaughter. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't like murder the bird. <laughs> right, but it, it still was yeah. my fault. Yeah, well, not your fault. Fault is the is the issue here. I'd get like a couple of years suspended sentence, and if this was in prison, if this was in court, if birds were prison, protected by the law. If birds were protected by law, and I was up for trial, I'd get a suspended sentence. <laughs> Where are the bird lawyers? When we need them. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Anyway, difficult to segue from that into actual real no, important stuff. No, So, so ultimately, uh, I, I'm gonna have to change the insurance that my cat is under. It covered the last thing right, right. again, but the premium went up again as always. But this time it didn't because it wasn't right. like a surgery. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Okay. The insurance it looked like it covered everything. Turns out everything means things that you need <laughs> knives. Noted for when I buy stuff for the kitchen. Anyway, you're listening to Seesaw Parade episode three one one. I'm Colin. I'm over here, and James is over there. Say hi. Yeah, I've got a cat as well. She's right here. I also have a uh, a coffee, which I am supping. 
sapping. And I added I added some honey to it, but I don't think it worked. I'm pretty sure it just sank to the bottom. It's not gonna, that's not going to cure a tonsillitis. No, no, I'm just trying to like soothe the um, the burn at the moment. It's a deep burn. You know what? So you're deep. committed though because you're recording a podcast of tonsillitis. I am. Well Which, I mean, unconfirmed. I'm probably hypochondriacing, but hey it does feel horrendous. We'll see. Back in the archives, did I record when I had tonsillitis? I don't remember. We have both recorded in the past when we've been ill. You, most of, it's usually like monthly. Well, I'm ill all the time. I'm wondering like the the hospitalization level of ill. That's that's the point that crosses the line <laughs> yeah, I mean, me. if you recorded a, a, a pod from hospital. Not the hospital. No, I was only in for a day. <laughs> okay. I got I got the good meds overnight and I was back out of there. I, I, I would need to look into the old episodes, but there was that week in March of 2018 where I... Wow. Wow. I had to go to hospital for smoke inhalation because I got too close to a uh, fire in Glasgow I was reporting oh, yeah. on. yeah! You were being a dedicated reporter. Very and dedicated. You didn't, you didn't put a mask on because it wasn't the culture. Nope. That's be- that was before masks were a thing and I literally was sitting in this like thick, you, ca- you couldn't see 20 yards in front of you, smoke, for about half an hour. Yeah, not smart. And turns out, mild smoke inhalation. How about that? I'm almost certain we recorded an episode around that time. So we probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey ho, hero is love among us. Wow! And you can get in touch with. We them. are just incredible. At Seesaw Parade, as some of you have done. Ross got in touch and said, "I hope whoever is the new owner, owners actually, of Collins Flat slash Podcast Studio, yes. takes care of it for future generations, uh-huh. like the home of Motown." Yeah, well, it could be a museum, or well, it could be a museum <laughs> one day. It could. You, it, yeah, of course. Do you know what I might do? I might just like type up some of the iconic quotes from oh, no. this show over the last, what, 100 episodes or so? Right. And just stick them on the inside of this cupboard. And then when they find them, they'll say, oh, I wonder where that was from. And they'll Google it and they'll find it. No, 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 no. Because they know about the show because the show is why they bought the place. Oh, of course. I mean, that's why they bought the flat. So don't be silly. We don't need to type the quotes. They're going to do that. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for getting in touch with the show. Always do appreciate hearing from all of you and you can send us something more formal seesawparade at gmail.com it's been a while since we've like properly upset anyone send us a telegram so I mean you could do that too uh, but if you are someone who who is and does have a different viewpoint to any of us on any of the topics because we are many of uh, the topics we're going to talk about today right please do let us know we'd love to hear from you yeah because otherwise it's just um, myself and James agreeing with each other Patting each other in the back and be like, yes, we're so clever. Aren't, aren't we civilized? Aren't we Look at us, the smart so people. progressive? We are on the good side of things. We are on the right side of history. Tell you what, I did uh, BBC Seven Days on Sunday and uh, wore right. a Wait, that one? garish shirt. This is the uh, late night uh, news topical hour on a Sunday on the BBC Scotland channel. Is that and the one you've done before where you sit and... Yeah, this is the third time this year. A few people sit on a panel. Correct, yeah. And they oh you've done it three times I only knew about it once yeah I did it in March as well it was I actually right. in that episode I did I screamed I did some actual screaming straight down the lens of one of the cameras in the studio because they asked me to do it but anyway. for you like metal screaming metal screaming yeah it's on it's on TikTok if you want to look it up not just like you're a part you're a millennial express yourself for <laughs> once right anyway so did the show on Sunday and I'm the one who gets brought on right. as. The like the the middle mediator. I don't want to say the middleman, but yeah. like the person who is yeah unpolitical. <laughs> Over here, we have people who want to execute Tories. the gays. Over here, we have SMP. everybody else, and then Colin is on the fence, not sure if we should or should not. <laughs> Precisely, do we execute or do we let them live in peace? 
Let's just execute them quietly. Well, as a gay, I'm not really sure. Right, so on Sunday, I was on the, the panel with an SMP member and a former Tory oh, councillor. Cringe. Which was... <laughs> cringe. And, I, and then there was me. Was this one of the former, as in they, they quit with dignity, or former, as in they said something really racist online and got and got booted? This is, this that, is the, they lost <laughs> their more seat. more and more of those. That's what it was. They oh, lost their seat. They just they lost. Okay, they just got embarrassed. And for the first 10 minutes, when the stories were about, the ones we're about to talk about, particularly Motorhomes and Dominic Grab, I just let them fight for for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I'd I'd sagely offer my advice. But the funny thing is, I've now done three of these episodes, and every single time they've called me something different okay. in terms of a title. Right. So in the first episode, you may recall, I did talk about this in January. Yes. I was called a podcaster. Podcaster, Colin Stone. Podcaster, yeah. We got approval from the BBC. We did. We were, yeah, legitimized by yeah. Auntie Beep. We've made it. And then in March, it was media trainer. And then this month, oh, I've been upgraded. Nice. Media strategist. Ooh. I am a I am a media strategist. Apparently, podcaster. No more. Get out of here. <laughs> media strategist. Nice. Yeah. That's. I don't know. It sounds like you get a bonus at work for that one. Sucking up the corporate ladder gets you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will take it. It's kind of the same thing, really. I also didn't get a say in it. It was just I was just introducing the program as media strategist. And I thought, oh, oh, okay. Someone's doing their research. <laughs> they open up Twitter. They look at your bio. And they see who you work for, and then they go, oh, "What? Who? What? How do we describe what this? What do they do?" I, 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 well, they'll make it up. Just, just, just strategist, strategist. I changed my LinkedIn to a communications consultant. Ooh, that's what I went for. But actually, maybe media strategist is even better. You should do it now, and then like put a little picture of the BBC tagline. Hmm. Yeah. Then I'd really be up my own arse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Anyway, talking off. Let's talk about the SNP, shall we? Right. Who's going to be the Tory councillor? Eh? <laughs> we'll have to phone him up. Ewan, get on the show. <laughs> okay, this is the news that, I mean... There's... Did we do the intro? Did we actually do the intro? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Basically, yeah. This is the news that over the last uh, couple of weeks, there have been various strands to this. But I want to start with this quote. Uh-huh. The deputy leader of the SNP, who, as you've, if you've been listening to the show and following Scottish politics for the last month, said the SNP are the most transparent party in Scotland. Yeah, most transparent. Right. Okay. So that was that was the thing that was said. You know what? I guarantee you, he was at an SNP function or whatever, and they were talking about how they are the most pro-trans party, and then his addled mind. <laughs> Couldn't remember what was said about the SNP. He's like, we're the most transparent mm. party. Yeah, that's that's what that word now means. It means if you support tr- trans people, you're now transparent. <laughs> or a transparent. How about and that? That's actually the name of a TV show. That's, we, oh, really? We're not even the first to make that joke. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that happened. And uh, people raised their eyebrows. We'll come back to that. We also, though, had the treasurer yeah, yeah. of the Scottish National Party, Colin Beattie. Former. Who was... Arrested by police. Yeah. Investigating the party's finances. He was then released without charge for uh, pending further investigation. Still. He was taken into custody for questioning and was basically there the, the entire day and then he came home again. Yeah. He is now the second 
senior figure to be arrested in connection with this financial probe. Yeah. We then also had uh, Nicola Wait, Sturgeon. No, no, no. You know what, Colin? What? Before we... Perfect, perfectly timing there, because we are going to ask a question that, is, okay. that you've already answered. Do you know that there's only three people who are signing the books for the SMP? Was the third one, and Nicola? two of those three have uh, been arrested. <laughs> How about that? Um, I think the bell tolls. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll come on to that. But anyway, yeah, that was now the second senior figure to be arrested. And then in an interview a couple of days ago, Colin Beatty told journalists that he was unaware that the party had bought a luxury motorhome, <laughs> which was, um, as we talked about last week, Definitely going to be a campaign bus, though. <laughs> the battle bus seized from the home of Peter Morell's mother. In Dunfermline. And the final part of this was Nicola Sturgeon, who said, in some sort of off the cuff, caught as she tried to escape the reporters at Holyrood, right. uh, that this had been the worst couple of weeks of her life. But as you've hunt- okay. hinted at, James, well, it could get a lot worse. So, what's your take on what's been happening the last couple of weeks? Well, one, I was going to message you earlier in the week to say, like, do we want Nicola to be arrested before or after a podcast? Because I reckon it's around the corner. It's- and it could have been one of those times where the full story developed before we recorded and we got to say everything. I reckon Nicola gets arrested, like, tomorrow and we're like, oh, it's irrelevant immediately I'm not again. sure it would happen on a Friday. But, like... I think it would be... I think it's, like, an early early in the week sort of thing. Okay, okay. Maybe next week, yep. then. That's what I'm, I'm going to call um, it Tuesday. Because it, it feels like it's guaranteed at this point. Okay. Um, uh, which, obviously, it, everything is very... Very rapidly changing from the couple of months ago, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, hey, Nicholas legacy, it's up in the air. Hey, it's landing now. <laughs> she's, she's on the list of maybe to be arrested, probably to be arrested, yeah. uh, getting investigated for being a part of some level of fraud. That is That's a sentence something. which I never thought we would say. I mean... That's wild. Well, No. But yes. What did you did? Did you have that on your bingo card for twenty twenty three? Not on a bingo card exactly, but there was a lot of people talking about it for a long time, right, including right. like such, including slightly crazy people like Wings Over Scotland, precisely. But you know, even slightly crazy people are right sometimes. So that is true. When you see them talking about it, and you look at it, and it actually looks like legitimate rather than just conspiracy theory. You've got to put it on the, like the, not not the, not the bingo card, but like the reserve bingo card. So okay, I didn't think it was like gonna be this real, but it is this real. But at the same time, like it w- this isn't surprising because everyone in politics is a politician and is a power grabber and does like the money, you know. Right. Well, not right. Ev- again, not everyone, but uh, like, I have a couple points to to make. There's you with your broad brush again. I'm sorry. All politicians are bigoted, Colin. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm just gonna call you the painter from now on. So. <laughs> This was my question. Nicola Sturgeon getting arrested would be massive. That's world news. That, it, it is, right? However, it already is world news, but that's like world news. Yes, in world news, indeed. World! Okay. What's happened so far, though, is people have been arrested and then released without charge, and we're yet to hear if there's going to be any charges brought. Now, I appreciate these I mean, things will take time. So, yeah. to me, if they're just going to do the same thing again and arrest her and then release her without charge, is it is it more of just like, a, we're doing this to be seen to be doing something rather than, well, hold on, we actually believe there is some criminality here? I don't think even the police in Scotland... Because we're two for two being released now. ...are incompetent enough to start doing arrests of major political figures without 
any legitimacy. Well, hold on, right? hold on. If you just on a, it's not quite politics, but if you think back to uh, the Rangers football club debacle, we had uh, Charles Green oh, yeah. and the other yeah. guy White, who police arrested in regards to some sort of what they believed was like a bungled purchase of Rangers football club. Turned out it was entirely driven by uh, prejudice, True. and they've had to pay the two of them millions of pounds in compensation. True. So sometimes the police have got this completely wrong for whatever reasons because they're Celtic fans or they're yeah. anti SNP. Are they anti SNP? I would. I I think that. The SNP are probably more liked within the police than Rangers, uh, okay. by and large, um, in this instance. Like, I, th- I think they've had enough influence for the last few years to get the right people promoted and stuff like that. Um, not saying, hey, there's been massive corruption within the SNP and the police, but there's, there's, there's always going to be friends, shall we say. So I, I would sure, hope. Sure. And again, like, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm, I'm saying... I, I doubt, but it's the same level of it wouldn't surprise me if the police were this incompetent. Okay. But they shouldn't be. There, sh- there should be absolutely no way that they're getting to the point of arresting for just to be able to talk to someone for a day and then release them without uh-huh. having actual evidence of any kind. They shouldn't be doing arresting as the first step of evidence gathering. So there's got to be something. There have been some polls lately and i know we we are mm, skeptical of polls considering what we've seen over the last let's say six years of this show <laughs> but the most recent polling suggests that support for the smp is at its lowest in over a decade good and labor are are fast closing in Not, well, on yeah. the back of that we then had the likes of keith brown as we talked about who said the party is the most transparent <laughs> in scotland and on this sunday program i did other parties could learn a thing or two from the smp <laughs> right and on this sunday program i did the BBC, this supporter, Kelly Givens, said, oh, you know what? He's right. We absolutely are. Let's look at all the other parties. How much more transparent could we be? And I said, if you've got a first minister who says the first time that he realised how much financial trouble the party was in, or the fact that the party even owned a motorhome, the first time he heard about that was when he got the job. Yeah, That totally fails to reflect a party that's apparently the most transparent in Scotland. So why are we hearing this absolute nonsense from the likes of Keith Brown? Good question. I don't have an answer for you, and I don't really support the SNP all that much, so I don't have to answer it positively well, for him, because it's just not true. Right. And there are... Well, it's blatantly not. I don't know who they're comparing themselves to, because if you look at things like the Tories or, or Labour, like I wouldn't say they're very transparent either, but they aren't like doing this level of fraud like that is as far as we know. getting arrested, right? And like, yeah, that's true. I'm assuming that there's within the parties a little bit less of a, a closed door at the very top. There's not much less of a closed door, but there's a bigger group, it seems, than three. Tangent. Uh, in lots. Tangent. Oh, yeah, go, 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 go. Did you see uh, Douglas Ross a few weeks ago said, or he told the people of Scotland, you should vote for Labour yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're in a seat where Labour should yeah, win yeah, yeah. or are more likely to win than the Tories. Yeah. That apparently got a huge amount of backlash from, from a Tory yeah, HQ yeah. there it is. down south. And a lot of Conservative MSPs were also very unhappy with him, even though well, he's, he's, it, it kind of makes sense, right? No, he's right. But it, it obviously <laughs> just is a is a thing that other parties can jump on as like, a well, but you said the Labour Party is better than you, you know? So, like, he's right, but unless it's a formal agreement, it's a misplay politically. But th- this is what I dislike about, yeah. I mean, one of many things I dislike about politics is that you'll have people, whether they're diehard SNP or they're diehard Tory, and 
all sort of critical thinking just goes out the window. Because if you are thinking critically, you'd think, all right, the Tories have no chance of winning X seat, even if I'm a Tory supporter. Yeah. I'll vote Labour because they're going to win and they'll get rid of the SNP. The next best thing is to not have the SNP have a super majority. Yeah, that is a sensible way of yeah. of voting. But for whatever reason, people, yeah, they've, they've been calling for him to quit. There may well be a coup d'etat in the leadership in, in Holyrood <laughs> and the Conservatives because of this one comment. Yeah, I would say that it does, his comment there does rely on, like, I think he's talking about national elections, not Scottish elections. And it relies on that to be specific because under first past the post, he's right. But under the way the Scottish elections work, you should always vote your favourite party first because <laughs> if they lose, you just get your next vote in line, right? Or you get to vote for listed seats and stuff like that. So it's not so accurate for Scottish elections, but it does work okay. as a statement for first past the post. But like you say, when politics, as far as who you're voting for, is tribal, you don't get the critical thinking. Um, and that's what we see across the board. And that's why we're seeing a lot of SNP supporters coming out in like this moment and be be like, ah, yes, everyone's getting arrested, but not charged. It's like, oh, come on, right? they're getting arrested. Okay. They're, they're pretty scummy already. <laughs> well, watch watch this space. Will Nicola get arrested? If it's following the track record of the show, it will probably happen within minutes of me hitting publish. So, But it, we'll like, find out. it feels so guaranteed. But then again, like maybe that will be the line where the police are like, maybe we won't just arrest for questioning and we'll wait until we can actually sure. charge, you know, because it would be, as we say, the next level of world news. Okay, let's uh, go down south. Let's talk about the government and what's been happening. And there's a few stories to talk about. Let's start with Dominic Raab. Yes, yes. Now, this mm-hmm. is the Good guy, this one. Deputy Prime Minister who for months there has been this investigation into bullying, into his behaviour. Years. And on Thursday last week, this report was published and it was found that, yes, indeed, he had bullied staff. He acted in an, I'll quote here, intimidating way. He was unreasonably and persistently aggressive in meetings. How about that? Never would have thought it. Wow, somebody with like an inferiority complex (laughs) lashing out. mm, Anyway, there was a whole bunch of quotes here of really terrible things he said, uh, just being a really nasty piece of work and he then responded to it by saying well we'll wait and see what the prime minister says and rishi sunak on the thursday (laughs) i'm cool on the thursday rishi said um i'm going to sleep and then i will make my mind up tomorrow that's literally what (laughs) happened he went to bed it's so weak and then on the friday before he could get sacked rab resigned. It's so weak. And in his letter, which he posted on Twitter, he called the inquiry flawed. Uh, He said the conclusion set a dangerous precedent for the conduct of government and he blamed... Yeah, accountability is very dangerous. He blamed activist civil servants Mm, for chucking him out. Activist lawyers, activist civil servants, activist judges. Wow. They're everywhere. Activists are are infiltrated every level of our justice system. Indeed. So, first of all, before we talk about the Prime Minister, Rab is gone. This uh, report highlighting and exonerating the complaints of people who, yep, all, everything from telling, being told to kill themselves, to jump out it's, windows. It's real bad. Even just like really nasty personal stuff like you're utterly useless. That's all being found to be wow. true. How about I'm that? I'm so surprised. What's your thoughts on, on this then? It's just, it's not surprising. You know, when you hear about a politician being maybe a bully, you, you know for sure, oh, right, yeah, they're a bully. <laughs> you know, you don't hear that kind of report 
from like any sort of credible source without it having a level of, you know, smoke fire all that. So, and especially someone like Reb, who just comes across as not very human, just kind of seems empty in a similar way to Hancock, you know? Um, you, 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 as soon as you hear anything suspicious about a guy like that, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could see why a person like that with a position of power becomes an absolute bully and would be a bully regardless of like how, how much power they've got at what level. Yep. So it's just good, in my opinion, to have any of this accountability system working right now. It's surprising almost that someone in the Tory party got found guilty of something bad and has had to quit properly. Um, and it's actually happening a couple of times now. You know, we're not just getting the get out of jail free cards that like Boris kept getting for, for years and, well, not months and months and months. Okay. This, this, well, I guess he would wrap. It did take a lot of months for this to happen, I guess. Sure. So maybe not. Maybe the accountability is still too slow. There's a few points I want to make. Number one is that Dominic Grab's behavior was apparently well known about within Whitehall, yeah. and yet Rishi Sunak still appointed him as deputy prime minister. Still made him. This is the thing. This was known to the mm-hmm. people who know things before he got the big job. Yep. The second point is that having worked That's with huge question dozens of civil servants in my job over the last few years, this idea that they are you know there's some sort of activist element is simply a lie. Yeah. These are some of the most intelligent, well-educated people in the world, and they are literally there to do what the government want you to well, do, because that's your job. And also generally doing it for less money than they would make in equivalent jobs in the private sector. Oh, for sure. And by less, it's like way less. So they're not there just to be bad people, generally. No, no, their, their job is, look, the government wants to do X, Y, and Z. Let's make it happen. Because yeah. that's that's what they get paid to do. Yeah. And then the final point, which is about the Prime Minister, because yeah, he saw the report on Thursday <laughs> I gotta go and to said sleep, I'm going to bed. I'm really tired. What of of course this has been jumped on by everybody saying this is just a weak Prime Minister and it's very hard to disagree with that. It just is. How do you hear like a bullying thing is just done? Guarantee it happened, you know, this guy's guilty and be like, Oh, I gotta go to bed, I'll make my mind up tomorrow. <laughs> gonna sleep it off. But it's because he doesn't want to anger any of his like any other people that he's relying on in the Tory party um, by 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 actually like holding someone accountable. They'd all be scared that you'd do it to them, and they'd be less secure in their jobs. Mm. So he's got to just be like slow and give them a chance to quit, and that's what it was. Yep, he was hoping that Rab, well, jump. F- would jump immediately. Rab didn't, and put the put it on him to do something, and then he was like, oh, "I'll mm-hmm. give you a second chance to do something now." And, and he did. Obviously, it worked. They, they, this obviously was like back channels communications. Rab, you better quit, or we're or we're firing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just giving you this chance to go out with whatever dignity you've got left, whatever. But it is. It's so weak, and it's another thing in the chain of Rishi just not having any strength in the party. We'll we'll come back to that point, but let's talk about Rishi for a second. He's now being investigated by <laughs> Parliament's standards watchdog over something we did actually oh, yeah. talk about on the show. Yeah. Over failure to declare an interest. So mm. this is regarding the childcare firm that his wife has shares in. And it turns out that as a result of these government reforms to do with payments for new childminders, this agency, Koru Kids, is sent to benefit and yes. Miss, Miss Akshata Murti, yes. who's Mr. Sunak's wife, holds shares in that company. So he's being investigated as to uh, keeping that quiet. Seems seems pretty relevant, that one. You know, oh, mm. government policy benefiting a business that our family owns shares in. 
you know, pretty obvious. Yeah. That's a conflict of interest. You can't be, he's, he's, but he's claiming that it's just an irrelevant thing. He did all the reporting he needed mm -hmm. to. And that's the fight now that's getting investigated as to whether it was. And you know what? If the system is in place that, that where this isn't a relevant thing that needs to be like reported to whatever authorities like keep an eye on this, mm -hmm. the system is not very good, <laughs> you know? Yep. This is, this is about as conflict as an interest gets as far as making money goes, because they're making money. Wow. <laughs> Let's go back to this uh, Tory faction aspect, because this is yeah. from today. It's uh, Thursday afternoon. Okay. Plans aimed at stopping people crossing the channel in small boats have now been approved by MPs. Oh, yeah. After the government defused a Tory rebellion. So this is the illegal migration bill. It cleared its final stage in the Commons by 289 votes to 230. The potentially illegal, illegal migration bill. Indeed. Yes. And here's the, the sticking point. Around 20 MPs, all Conservatives, wanted to require approval to detain unaccompanied children for longer than three days. Oh, that seems like a pretty good thing to need approval for. Right, so they've agreed... I would say, like, longer than a minute. I would say detain, full stop. Mm. You know, you probably need approval to detain a child. Yeah. Full stop. But they've agreed <laughs> not to push this to a vote. Uh, ministers have pledged to work with them on a new timescale. And this comes in the same week as Suella Braverman in a Home Office committee meeting, This is there's video of this on social media, was asked okay. if there was a theoretical brother and sister from East Africa who were yes. fleeing a civil war, say, right. happening in Sudan, yes. how would they get to the UK? Yes. And she did not have an answer. No, 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 no. legally. Neither, neither of her aides had an answer either. No, legally. The answer is legally. <laughs> yes. Mm. And it turns mm -hmm. out they they can't. It's just not. There's not a system in place. Hmm. Even, I, 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 like, the war one is obviously the extreme example. Like, if you fled and there is no system, how do you get access to the system? Mm -hmm. But how do you get access to a system in countries where the system just isn't working? Or where you don't have time to let a five-year system work? You, things like that. There has to be simple, accessible routes. And they have to be accessible here. They, don't have to, they shouldn't be depending on a whole bureaucratic system worldwide. And we're just getting rid of the tiny amount of that that we had left. Yeah. Illegally, of course, because it is going to be illegal. And talking of uh, detaining people, I also want to highlight a story some of you may have missed. And this was the news that a protester from France oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. was arrested in London... Detained. When he was on his way to attend the London Book Fair. So this was uh, Ernest Moray, who is a writer. He was arrested at St Pancras Railway Station. He was on his way to attend this book fair. He was stopped under the Terrorism Act mm -hmm. and was taken to a police station legit. in North London and interrogated for uh, several hours. He was only released, I think, the next day. And this is uh, concerning because by the looks of things, he had been... And certainly from what his lawyer said, he was detained, despite the fact the police did not tell him why. And it seems like it's because he was part of uh, some of the ongoing protests we've seen in France. Yes. Over the last few months. Which obviously is That's really bad. bad. And we need to start detaining people here for taking part in protests elsewhere. They did in a different country? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the... Jinx. And... and hand in hand with like all of the governments and all of the systems efforts to make protests here more and more illegal and easier and easier to stop. It's just a bit scary that we're now also mm -hmm. involved in helping other countries detain people who are 
in quotes troublemakers. You know, like right. We're not looking very good here. No. Things need to change. <laughs> uh, talking of the protest, though, I also want to talk about Just Stop Oil. They have been in the news in the last week or oh, so. yeah. They painted a table. So in the first instance, the, uh, a protester interrupted the crucible snooker. Hilarious. Took to a table and threw some powder into uh, onto the table and people were very annoyed and then they had about 15 people attempted to storm the Grand National which was delayed by a quarter of an hour I think there was maybe up to 30 arrests there and yet people were very annoyed Oh no! the horses had to wait an extra 15 minutes before they died they interrupted the upper class having a a, a party plus also interrupted a major gambling issue in the UK oh no so the take on this, of course, split as ever, yeah. with largely the UK government and the Tories saying, hey, look, this is why we need to start arresting protesters before they protest, mm. because then we'll stop having people throwing powder on a table, Yes, and we'll stop having our horse racing delayed, whereas other people would say, no, because long after we are gone from this planet, history is going to look back at Just Stop Oil and say, hold on a second, maybe these guys were on to something. They were being pretty reasonable, weren't they? Kind and of just throwing powder at stuff. Like, look, if you've not injured anyone, you've not destroyed any property, it's exactly the same as the Van Gogh. There was glass on on that painting, and they threw some orange paint at the glass. They got their headlines. People are talking yeah, about it. The job. And the people who are offended are clearly just burying their heads in the sand. I, I saw one, in fact, again, it was a Tory who said, I believe that these events are actually making people uh, do the opposite to what Just Stop Oil are wanting to do. And my response to that was, if you are seeing these protests and thinking, you know what, we do need to support these oil and gas companies, you are willingly... You know I'm going to overcook my chicken today. Right, you are willingly ignoring all the evidence of decades and decades of... Fossil fuels are responsible for the planet being on fire. And you're annoyed about someone throwing powder on a table. Yeah. Get a grip. But it's projecting as well, because all the politicians literally are ignoring it willfully, and therefore they think that everybody else also is. Whereas most people just aren't super informed, or they don't have the, the bandwidth, the capacity to actually take action. That is true. Uh, and yeah, like I, I understand that you know my snooker event got disrupted, I'm upset. Um, I understand that people are frustrated by protests. It's understandable. It always is. But that's whole, the but whole point of protest is inconvenience. Like, that's that's what it is. We can't make things that are illegal more illegal just in advance. Protests generally are doing something that is going to get them in trouble. That's the point. They're accepting, hey, I'm going to get in trouble for this. I'm doing it anyway. And it's sometimes minor trouble, like a fine or having to go to some weird school lesson about being a good upstanding citizen sometimes it's more major trouble right so on that point there was two men who were sentenced this year for i think two years in prison for closing a bridge for 40 hours somewhere in england because they were like hanging flags from the uh, the top of the the mast of this bridge and they got two years in prison for that yeah and it sounds like we already have enough laws to punish protesters when they do their protesting we don't need more we don't need to make it a problem to like plan to protest we don't need to make it uh, illegal to like have opinions that differ from the government it gets a bit dangerous when you start doing that okay we have been talking about the SNP and the conservatives so let's talk about labor did you see what uh, dame diane abbott 
got oh suspended my, for. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this was a letter. Oh, did her brain disintegrate? It sounded a bit like it. So this was a letter that was published in The Observer where she claimed that white people had never faced racism. Conveniently forgetting about Jews, yeah, the, gypsies, Irish people. People who are now deemed white enough to not be experiencing racism, but in the past weren't even deemed white and therefore <laughs> experienced a bunch of racism. She compared them to uh, to the sort of prejudice that redheads face. And of course, right. this was then met with uh, people who were appalled. She then said, oh, sorry, I sent a draft by mistake. It was a, it was a draft. And she has now had the whip removed. Yeah, because it wasn't a draft. <laughs> uh, no, she typed it and she sent it. Yeah, no. even if even if it was a draft, how did you how did you draft that? <laughs> you know, um, and well, I, I I think I want she's... to counterbalance this. Sorry, just before you go on, I want to counterbalance this by saying Diane Abbott is maybe one of the most oh I want to say hated yes politicians on the left in the UK Overly because she's hated. black yes and has been in politics in Britain for well, I want to say easily thirty years. Receives all sorts of horrific... Yeah, she's done a lot of incredible things in that horrific time. Horrific abuse. That being said, this was very bad. And it, it, what it is, a big part of it is that it's, it's bought into a disintegration of... I've used the word disintegration twice there, I'm sorry. Of the understanding uh, of what racism is. Because there's the two forms of racism. There's systemic racisms, like institutional racism, that kind. And then there's per, just like straight up just racism. Person to person... Um, I don't like you because of bigoted reason, you know, racist. Okay. Um, and systemic racism does have an issue of power imbalance. It is prejudice and power because you need the power to make the system racist. Whereas like inter- like just a person to person racism, there's no power involved. You just need to feel like you're superior to the other person or they're inferior to you because of the color of their skin or because of their race specifically. There's, so... And the understanding for a lot of people on the left, especially thanks to US mainly export of understanding, is that the only racism that is remaining is like systemic racism. Yeah, yeah. And their understanding of like lower level person to person racism um, has, has gone because of that. And they think it's the same thing. But even if we only look at the definition as systemic racism, you we've, we you just named several groups of people who are not black, you know, who are white and have experienced systemic racism, institutional racism. So it's just a letter that's wrong and then double wrong. So of course she's out, regardless of her a career of good things and being a politician for this long. She's she's out. It makes complete sense. And it wasn't a draft letter. I don't believe her. Like you don't send that, <laughs> and it's, and if you do send it by accident. Uh, you immediately send an email like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to send that." Yeah, exactly. Broad brush, like if it was a, if it was a draft, Diane, I'm sorry. I was a draft. I, dra- I, d- I drafted that statement and I said it out loud by accident. Sorry, Diane. Okay, let's talk about what's been happening on the rest of this planet. In the last little while, other places. They're, I bet they're fun. I bet they're nice to talk about. Yeah. So this, let's start with Sudan. 
and British attempts to evacuate its embassy staff ah. have delayed efforts by other countries to rescue their own citizens. This is according to forces inside, uh, or sources I should say, inside the country. Oh. Alleging that British forces landed in Sudan without permission as other European nations were waiting to airlift, okay. uh, airlift citizens to safety. So the MOD have come back and said it's complete nonsense. But this is, of course, amongst the chaos which has been happening in the country for the last couple of weeks and it seems like countries all over the world are now racing to get their citizens, their staff, ambassadors, embassies out of the capital of Khartoum. So there's a current ceasefire yes. or is meant to be a ceasefire between two different branches of the army mm -hmm. in Sudan. Yes. Uh, two rival generals basically fighting for control. Apparently fighting is continuing despite this uh, ceasefire, which is due to last for at least another day. It's going to expire on Friday. And this is apparently to give people the chance to flee before they uh, continue Keep the uh, fighting going. Yeah, which yeah. they haven't stopped, but, you know. So, so this is grim. Well, yeah, it's one of many countries where there's just a grim situation going on. And of course, the only time we hear about it really is when our citizens are affected. You know, they're struggling to leave. Whereas like the whole country having a huge like uh, imbalance and a huge amount of violence and uh, threats to just generally its citizens, tragic. And we should be doing more to stop these things generally worldwide. Uh, and not like the U.S. kind of stop where we just sure. storm in, and kill everyone, uh, put in a death spot and leave and hope that everything's peaceful because it never works. Um, but we should be doing more than just, you know, trying to leave. So, so what, would, what would you do, though, but without attempting to get involved? Without attempting to get involved? Um, well, it's too late. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because most of these situations are caused by the decades of, like, and centuries at this point of, Western influence causing rifts in different countries because we take their we 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 over the years take all of their exports uh we pay pay them unfairly we make them deprived more than anyone else it's our fault that these nations are still poor deprived regardless of how much we want to pat ourselves in the back about sending some percentage of our GDP to go help you know mm -hmm. if we don't give them fair trade there will be turmoil if we decide that we own their oil fields there will be turmoil. So it's 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 years and years ago we needed to stop doing this, and then at this point we've got to come and uh, still be trying to have far more in terms of uh, talks, communication um, about what we can do to help resolve instead of just like getting rid of our people and kind of like making that the main headline. Yeah, there there've been almost six hundred Britons who have been evacuated since flights began, and in terms of the death toll, yeah, it's only at the moment rumorings of how many people, but they're expected to be in the thousands at this point, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible. It is. And uh, like this is one of those situations you've got two people trying to hold on to their power. It, we really don't have too much of an ability to intervene at this point. It is just bad. And I'm sure that anyone who was still in Sudan was trying to do good work there. And they do deserve to get out of there. And it needs to be a, a good process that is well organized so there isn't this disruption. And if anyone's accusing the British of uh, jumping the queue, I'm going to believe them that we jumped the queue. Sure, uh, it's, it's something we 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 do a lot, um, but it is. I I just feel like I don't like using the term the West, but we haven't like got a good label for it yet. Yep, we've caused so many problems worldwide. We have, 
And the fallout of those things is just still going on. And this is yet more of that fallout of the systems we put in place. And we are accountable for this. And then we're leaving. Let's move on. Let's talk about the latest in Ukraine. And it's the President Zelensky who said he has had a long and meaningful phone call with China's Xi Jinping. The first contact since the Russian invasion began. Uh, He said on Twitter this would give a powerful impetus to the development of our relations. And that China said it always stood on the side of peace. Right. Not on the side of Russia. So, yes. James, thoughts on this? This has been sort of cautiously welcomed by people? I mean, yeah, cautious welcoming. That that just makes sense. The, China is saying they're not going to start providing weapons to Russia anytime soon. They're saying they want peace, blah, 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 blah. But they still are trading with Russia. They've increased their trade with Russia. So have India increased their trade with Russia. Um, so they're saying they want peace, but they are giving profit to a country who relies on that kind of profit to keep the war effort going. So I don't quite buy it. However, if they're not, if they're not going to start like joining the conflict, that's good too. Like, it's, it's cautious, cautious, yay. But mm-hmm. until they start like actually making an effort to bring forth peace, you know, it's just not, it's just words because they're not making an effort. Okay, back to the UK and Going back, actually, to what we started talking about, the the top of the show, money. Oh. This is the Bank of England's top economist who has said that people in the UK (laughs) need to accept that they are poorer. Oh. Do they? Otherwise, prices will keep rising. So, Hugh Pill. Right. It's a weird name. He told a podcast in the US that there was a reluctance to accept. It's not his fault. (laughs) Yes. We're all worse off. And he said in response to higher bills and other costs rising, workers had responded by asking for wage increases. Which is fair and valid because otherwise we die and freeze. And businesses were charging more. Which isn't fair. And that has then... Because they're profiting. Right. Has then culminated in UK inflation still now sitting at 10.1% in the year to March. Ridiculous. Which is, yeah, higher than the Bank of England's target of 2% and has been there for quite some time. The biggest reasons, aside from things like COVID and conflict that we have continued inflation in countries like the UK and the US for however long now is because the people who set the prices on things are making the money from those prices. And that's it. Yeah. This idea... We have the highest energy bills in Europe. Yeah, this idea... Well, even in Europe, it's the same issue. In fewer industries, granted, because more of their industries are still national are still nationalized, unlike England, who's, who's even their sewage isn't. Um, but... If everybody who sets prices makes money from higher prices, the prices are never going to be fair. The idea that workers asking for a wage that helps them sustain, I don't know, the mortgage that they're locked into is bad, is ridiculous. Workers are always worthy of demanding a fair wage and one that helps them not go into like crippling debt mm-hmm. or get cold and hungry in the winter. It doesn't have a half the effect. It doesn't even have a percent of the effect on inflation that the that the ruling class is having. And when he says something along the lines of, we have to accept that we are all poorer, he is wrong. Because the only people that are poorer are the working people. If you look at the charts, all the rich people keep getting richer. They keep hoarding more wealth, more assets, more everything. They're not poorer. They need to accept that we're poorer and they need to change the way that they're working. And that's why that's why he's addressing two groups. On one hand, he's right. On the other hand, he's wrong. He's saying workers need to stop asking for wage increases. Wrong. He's saying that 
uh, that the owners need to stop like raising prices? Yes, <laughs> right. Because we don't have the money to afford higher prices, yeah, so they yeah. need to stop raising them, or otherwise we will all go down the drain. So like, wrong and right, and then wrong and right. Okay, let's go stateside and talk about what we rumoured to be true on the last episode. Joe Biden has announced he is running for re-election. Ah, with Kamala as as the VP again. With Kamala, yeah, dream team. Back in it for the Dems. So in a video posted on Tuesday, Biden casted his his administration as standing up for personal freedom, for democracy, Mm -hmm. in contrast to what he called MAGA extremists, emphasizing the... I mean, he's right. uh, Yeah, fair enough. Emphasizing the difference between the abortion rights and the progressive policies that the Democrats stand for against the images of the capital insurrectionists. And as we'll talk about shortly, Fox News... So oh, yeah, true. it looks like there won't be any primary. He's not going to have to run against oh, someone anyone else. Please, anyone, we'll see. Please, Bernie has already backed him, so it's over. Yeah, does not look like, in contrast to the most recent election, when there seemed to be an entire basketball team's worth of candidates. Well, yeah, it's just going to be Biden. They don't usually primary the the president. You know, that's right. <laughs> it would be a pretty big moment if they did. But to be fair, he is now what eighty. I didn't think he had the legs for the job last time. Okay, so if he stands for, and I mean that literally, if he stands for president again, <laughs> yeah, I believe by the time he would leave office, he would be 84, Eight. maybe 85. 86? I don't know. Who cares? It's above 80. We should People should have retired with dignity by then. He is, he is an old white man in a party that's mainly female, increasingly non-white, and also very young. And he's also a moderate who wants this. Who wants this compromise? Who wants to compromise? Uh, he wants this compromise and bipartisanship in an era where Republicans we are got Nazis. The total you got uh, right fascists on one side, As and we'll then people about, going, "We should shake their hands and come to mm, a happy middle ground." Yeah, Republicans now who are the total opposite of cooperation. They're hostile to democratic governance, and they're committed to all sorts of hierarchies from yeah. decades ago. Just to be clear here, before anyone says I'm broad strokesing and Nazi brushing, the, the Republicans have fascist policies. The Republicans have fascists in, voting for them. They keep fascists happy. But you know what else? Biden has fascist policies. The whole American system has fascist policies. It's crazy. So do we. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I do want to talk about this in just a second. We'll talk about Florida in more detail. But there's been a couple of other... We did talk about Tennessee, the Tennessee Three, a couple episodes ago. This was the three Democrats, which then ended up being two, two who were expelled from the Tennessee House. Two black representatives uh, for protesting in the House. Yeah, yeah. They then got their seats back. We have now seen in the last 24 hours the Tennessee... No, sorry. Montana oh, yeah. House yeah. now, uh, Republican, Republican-controlled, have cens- uh, censured a Democratic representative, Zoe Zephyr, who's trans. The first trans one, yeah. First trans elected representative in Montana. They've censured her, meaning that she like, cannot speak yeah. in any yeah. chamber matters for the next year. Year, but they've done it again. It's because and she nobody like, could give a good reason as to why. Yeah, she was a, she was a bit mean. You know? So there, yeah, there we go. 
you gotta be you gotta be prim and proper. We gotta be upper class fakers in these in these environments. We must be nice. Shut up, you. We also had the story, but none of them are nice. <laughs> you know, none of them are proper. Yeah, we also had the story this week of a woman in Oklahoma. I'll have to look up her name here. Who had a cancerous molar non viable pregnancy and was told by a hospital that she went to in Oklahoma she would have to go into the parking lot and wait until she started hemorrhaging before they would operate on her. Wow. Because of no, the so scared three of the law. abortion... Yeah, there are three abortion laws which are now in place, which are now threatening to arrest any medical personnel who assists someone having any kind of abortion. So that is where we're at in Oklahoma. Yeah, I think there's another, was it Texas or somewhere? Or maybe it was Florida as well. They've lowered their like abortion limit to six weeks. And okay. like that might seem, oh wow, six weeks, that's plenty of time to make a decision. Most people don't find out that they are pregnant until like five and a bit weeks. <laughs> you know, the average is like five weeks. Okay. And I might be wrong, it might be more than five weeks. Because pregnancy is measured as starting from your last period, not like when you con- not when you conceived. Right, right, right. So you don't have a chance of knowing really, and it, and it only starts being like being uh, coming out positive on on pregnancy tests. I mean, uh, you're asking the wrong guy. A bit later as well, so you have to be actively checking if you're pregnant all the time to find out with enough time to maybe get an abortion in some of these places. Um, their their goal obviously is just zero access. We know this. Yeah. Okay. This is what I want to to spend a little time talking. This is uh, Florida. Ron DeSantis, of course, and Disney, that uh, battle is continuing, but it all started <laughs> yeah, with... Disney have sued him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Disney have sued him today, yep. Uh, this all started because of the bill known as Don't Say Gay. Right. And this Cause... week, Florida's <laughs> Board of Education has voted to <sighs> expand its restrictions yes. on classroom education relating to sexual orientation and gender identity, which means... That up until grade 12, which in America is aged 17 and 18, yes. you will be prohibited from education on sexual orientation and gender identity unless expressly yeah. required by academic standards. Yeah, unless it is in the curriculum, which of course the government wants to control the curriculum and remove those things from the curriculum. But yes, if if like the only time you're, that their teachers are allowed to teach these things is within those classes and only if the parents have an opt-out. Right, that's it. The, the opt-out here is in, yeah. So um, we're looking at removing education about things that are normal. So so this is, the right, this is my point because I mentioned the, the hierarchies from decades ago. In what world is this seen as a good thing? Here's a, here's a perspective for the people who think it's good is people who are who think they are decent parents and who think that they should decide when their child learns about certain things okay and they think hey if my kid learns about gay things they're going to be like harmed sure somehow and they've been told that it's harmful to learn about gay things so they they think that yep and even if it's proven that it's not harmful and that a kid's mind is the perfect mind to learn these things because they just think things are like okay and normal. It makes sense. And it yep. makes sense. It's the perfect time to educate. Um, and if the later you wait, the more harm is done. I mean, look at our generation. We didn't learn about it until too late and look how much harm it caused. You uh, right. know? So this, All is, of us- this is why I wanted to talk about it because this idea that you're not going to talk about, or rather there's the fear of, I might lose my job. I might get yeah. reported to X, Y, and Z. If I talk about things which if I had been a kid who, let's say in primary seven, like age 10 or 11, 
And I'd been told and had like a discussion about gay people and how it was normal and how this means this yeah. and this means that. It would have changed the trajectory of my life 100%. Yeah. Because instead, I had to just, I don't know, and I mean this kind of pun intended, fumble my way through the dark of... Uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what was I doing? And it took me until what twenty three to figure out. Oh, hold on a second. Maybe I I'm not going to burn in hell forever for for this. Maybe this is just who I am. Yeah. And literally twelve years of my life wasted, which would have been so well, much wasted, better. Served. Not just wasted, but harmed you. Harmed, actively harmed. If I had just had some sort of education, someone saying, "Hey, look, let's talk about this. It's totally normal if you're yeah. feeling the way you are, and here's what to do about it." Because you know what? there were times. Hold on, there were times where I had I went to the Sandyford Clinic in Glasgow, convinced I had HIV because I simply did not know how the disease was transmitted because I did not have that education. Yeah, because it's such a fear mongering about it. Yeah. So this is I. Do not understand a world. In fact, I do. No. It's, yeah. As you've said, it's parents who do not have a stake in the game. People who aren't gay, who aren't, and who want to deny the possibility that maybe their child needs that education. Correct. And that, to me, even I'm thinking of my own personal circumstances. People I know who are scared that their kids might turn out th- this way, and so rather than like educating them, yeah. they're hiding that from them, and it's just totally wrong way of doing things. I want to give these people a shake and say, what are you doing to these kids? Because if you educate children, they don't become gay. And if you educate children, they don't become trans. They are gay or they are trans. Then they understand it better if you educate them. If you don't educate them, they're just going to be tormented and gay or tormented and trans and going through years and years of harm. Yeah, also true. Like holding back on the education will not help them and it will not make them not gay or not trans or not anything else. It won't remove the thing that you're scared of. Yeah, yeah. And even if all the kids are straight, you know, still good to educate them because it will reduce Massive. overall bigotry. It will reduce their fear of, the, of things that are different. Mm-hmm. And we want a society that isn't scared of people who are just a bit different in ways that are completely biological, normal, completely not harmful i'd like to removing that element of fear of finding out that people are gay what like and being really creeped out by it would be great absolutely i'd like to think that whether it was siblings it was friends whatever when i told them i was gay it immediately changed their perceptions of gay people it made them think about the language they used it made them think about loads of different aspects that prior to that they wouldn't have considered and so you're right even if it is a class full of of straight people then having that education is so important. And I I honestly, yeah, it's going to be years, surely, before any of this is undone and people realize, yeah. particularly in the likes of Florida, Florida, but also in the other states I mentioned, and that hold on a second, maybe this is the totally wrong way of doing things. Like, this is decades down the line. Yeah, yet another level to this is if you think that you're a good parent and, and you want to give your kid the education that they deserve, if they learn about things about people being gay in school, you can still at home teach them your perspective and that's sure. good. You know, it's fine to give them perspective. I think it's harmful to tell them that it's wrong or whatever. But if you want to do that, you've still got that power. But if you take away the ability of like anyone else to educate them on things that are normal, you also are taking away that ability for bad families. Families who are going to teach their kids to be harmful to gay folks and to be harmful to trans folks. Because there's a lot of families who do that. 
and you're taking away the only other chance we have to intervene if you want to have the power as a parent to be the only educator. You're trusting every single family in the nation to be good people like you are, and I doubt that you think that every family in the nation is as good as you. Rant over. But on top of this, until they're 18, they can't learn this? Yeah. What was the limit before? Like, was it 16 or something before? Was it, it lower? Was, it was lower. It was definitely lower, yeah. And and this isn't just education because it, it rules out just mentioning these things if it's not relevant. So let's say there's a gay teacher. They can't, or like, so let's say there's a a, a, a gay teacher who's, a, who's, a, who's male. They can't go into school and say, my husband. Yeah. Unless it's relevant to the class. Yeah. Or a woman who's married to, uh, to another woman can't go in and say, my wife. But you know who can is straight people. Straight people can reference their partners because it's not saying the gay. It's not like yeah. harmful education. That just seems like incredibly bigoted. Oh boy. It's just messed up, really. It is. It's, it's, it's horrible and a bit fascist. Yeah. Even on the um, a personal, person-to-person level, there has been, and you will have seen this, I'm sure, in headlines, a staggering increase in the amount of unarmed uh, person who walked up to wrong door shot. Oh, or in the states as well. Cheerleader yeah. who went to wrong car shot. Pilot headlines. And it in. seems like this constant fear of everybody's out to get you. Everyone who disagrees with you is the enemy. Yeah, is really beginning to make a, a, a real life impact now because there have been dozens of these stories. There was someone who, yeah, like their basketball ran into someone's garden and yeah, sure enough, got shot because they went to get it. And that's. Because of a lot of this rhetoric that we're we're talking about every day. Yeah, the 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 fear the fear rhetoric is working, and it's going to get them votes, and it's going to keep power, and it's going to make them somewhat popular. But it is all based around harm and harming people, and trying to make everyone conform to an ideal. And the I, I don't I don't know how many people have tried to do that, but I believe one of them called it the Aryan race, yeah. trying to conform to the ideal and all of that. I don't know, it's, it's, it's horrible and it's depressing and it's scary and it is like I'm, I fear for a lot of people that I know in some of these states okay let's talk about Twitter because once again there has been things happening on the website but I tell you what when you try and play a video now on Twitter it um, <laughs> doesn't really work for me anymore you know what Speaking of fascist takes, uh, Elon said that any parent who gives their children gender-affirming care should go to prison for life. Oh, did he? And maybe it was gender-affirming surgery, I'm not sure, but he definitely said prison for life. That's um, <laughs> helpful. Thanks, Elon. So the, he, want, he knows his audience. The, he does. The biggest thing that happened on Twitter last week is that the blue tick disappeared. The legacy unless ones. Unless you paid $8 yeah. for it. They finally did the change on 420. Ha ha. Indeed. And then it came back to some celebrities free of charge. Yeah, but it still said they paid for it. Yeah, so they had a bunch of celebs saying, hey, I've never paid for this in my life. I'm never going to, but now I have a blue tick. And Elon Musk saying, ha, I paid for it. I paid it for and you. And it says, if you hover over it, it tells you, which, by the way, is illegal. It's false advertising and stuff like that. Okay, well, yeah, as you say, all legacy users, so everyone who indicated who had this blue check mark that showed that their account was genuine, that all ended on 420. Yes. And, uh, yeah, this then, of course, led to lots of foreseen consequences. Yeah, like only 500 people who lost it rebuying it out of 400,000. 400, yeah. <laughs> 
And I bet you, I would bet, I don't know this one, but I would bet that more than 500 people who had already bought it cancelled it because it was no longer as powerful of a, of a check mark. Yeah, so now, of course, we're seeing the likes of, we mentioned there, Stephen King, LeBron James, William Shatner, all of whom Owen Jones. never un- insisted they have not paid for, yeah, for a blue tick, being given back their blue tick. Uh, Jack Dorsey, no, he didn't get one, but... Um, he didn't that's get one, <laughs> he's, he's the bad boy. There have been a whole host of them, and then other ones who are now impersonating celebrity accounts who haven't taken the blue tick. And buying a blue tick to make it look like they are the a celebrity idea, yeah. and then saying outlandish things. Which I, I think they've already tried to ban that. So, yeah, good luck. Okay, well, talking of 420, what else happened with the world of Elon Musk is he launched a rocket <laughs> going to, was it Jupiter? It's just a big rocket that is supposed to be able to go to those areas. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't actually aiming to go there. Okay, SpaceX rocket. And yes. rather than, you know, wait until it was perfectly ready and they'd done all the checks and if there were some delays, they went to find out what was wrong. No, it had to launch in 420 because <laughs> weed, haha, <laughs> cannabis day. And sure enough, He's got it like three jokes. took off. It exploded after about, what, four minutes yeah. into its ascent? Yeah. More problematically, though, it, it disintegrated the launch pad, sending out debris and yeah. uh, dust cloud in the local area, causing some damage, no injuries yet, but obviously not a well-planned um, and designed launch. Yeah, they're now looking into how much of the debris of this explosion, which of course happened a few miles into the sky, yeah. into the atmosphere, uh, where all the, uh, all the debris went, because yeah. some of it was very expensive. Yeah, and I would say like this is multi-level issue. One, Elon being lazy and being cheap and not wanting to do the full test. But two, this launch was approved by the federal authorities, very questionably, um, because it's very obvious that a, 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 a well, a launch, a rocket this large needs a good launch pad, and they just didn't demand it. They didn't say no need to build one. Elon was trying to build a last-minute fix to it, and it wasn't done on time. So they just went with the launch anyway, even though their their launch their launch pad hadn't been fully upgraded. Uh, it just it was an avoidable problem with levels of of uh, mistakes. Mostly, again, Elon just deli- deciding things. I think in twenty twenty, he decided the launch pad didn't need to be improved, and then last minute changed their mind. Um, wow. So it's the usual Elon incompetence, but again, the authorities approved of it. But I also now think the authorities are investigating for a while and are pausing any other future launches for a while. And if the next test was planned anytime soon, it's going to be way pushed back. But no, this rocket wasn't designed to succeed technically. Okay. These are early tests, the first ever test of the rocket this size. It almost was guaranteed to explode at some point. Fair enough. Okay, sticking with the American right, Tucker Carlson has left oh, speaking of Fox News. Indeed, so Fox News in a statement <laughs> said it had agreed to part ways with Carlson, who was with the most, I would say he was the most popular presenter. Yeah, on, he was like their money money maker, yeah. On Fox, he was uh, yeah not just uh, hugely popular, but also influential he often set the conservative agenda says this article and by extension the republican party Uh, what happened though in the last couple of months was this lawsuit between fox news and dominion now dominion were the company who lent the voting machines to various states yeah and in the wake of the 2020 election which of course was um 
baselessly claimed as fraudulent yeah. by the likes of Fox News, Dominion said, hold on a second, we are going to sue you for defamation yeah. for uh, $1.1 billion. And last yeah. week... Damages to their reputation. Fox settled out of court for close to $800 million yeah. uh, for lying, for baselessly lying about this election. They, they don't need to admit that they lied, though. They just settled, no, you know? They, they, didn't, they don't need to say that they lied, but they did settle. But that is that is why they've paid $800 million to end this, this court we know, battle. We know. But what happened was, yeah. in the run-up to this settlement, it was about to go to full trial, text messages were leaked from, or maybe not leaked, but they were published yes. from these Fox sources, and including Tucker Carlson, where a lot of these t- uh, text messages reflected a very different opinion yeah. to the one that he was putting out on air. Maybe less sure of the uh, the, f- the fraudulency. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So now, yeah. a couple of days after that happened, he is gone. Yes. However, there is also speculation that he's gone because the leader of the company is getting senile and making bad decisions. Uh, there's also specula- speculation that he's... Rupert Murdoch? Yes, yes. It's like there's a TV show about an aging media mogul who is going a bit senile and making bad decisions or something. <laughs> Almost. Uh, and there's also speculation that it's just because of the Jesus stuff, that Murdoch doesn't like the religious aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially after a recent breakup with somebody for who was a bit too religious at one point, yeah, so uh, that is not so keen on religious boy. Um, I, I I don't know. I think it's probably a mix of everything: uh, the senile, the I don't like this guy anymore, and also this guy and his friends cost me uh, a lot of money. But bye bye, bye bye, good riddance. Hope he's never on TV again. But of course he will be, and he will keep causing harm, and he'll keep being an evil person. And he'll be back. It is not good that he has any say in, in any level of anything he's got to he's got to shut up it's vindication again for people who criticized fox and other right-wing outlets for literally years for baselessly claiming the election was rigged when even as these texts showed not a single on-screen personality believed it not yep. a single person running the the programs believed it in fact they all were saying well this is obviously nonsense and these lawyers like sydney powell and lynn wood and uh, giuliani yeah are all hilarious and, and terrible but hey we, we've got great viewers so let's just keep lying yeah and that's what they did they lied for months and months and months and then here they are they've decided to pay almost a billion dollars because they were about to have to get everybody up on the stand and they clearly realized ah yes we've been caught yeah is this a deterrent and for like, people lying about 2024 no no, no they're not going <laughs> to learn a lesson they'll just lie better okay. they're, they're, like they know that that they've lost control and they need to just pander to the audience. They don't control the narrative so much as they used to and they now need to say these things to keep their audience and keep the money flowing. So they'll do it again and they'll keep doing it. And it just won't be Tucker next time on Fox, but Tucker will be on whatever other right-wing TV show hires him for a lot of money. Um, and and it's, it's just it's a shame that, this, that the state of the American media is at this point where... And again, it's not just Fox. It's all. It's it's lots of them. They just straight up lie, and yep. it's and it's not just about. It's not just the right leaning ones. CNN does it all the time, where they just make things up, and they don't have to worry about it if they aren't reporting it as news. They don't have to worry so much if it's just opinion, and pe- people just view it as real, and it's causing a huge issue. Mm-hmm. But lesson not learned, because money, money. Indeed. Okay. Penultimately for this week, Jonathan Majors has been in the news a lot recently if you're unfamiliar with the name yeah he is the actor mm. who is playing the lead villain role 
in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or sorry, I'll rephrase, he was meant to be playing the lead well, role as the villain. Has he been dropped yet? Kang, not yet, but I'm, again, it's Nicola Sturgeon being arrested. It's more a matter of time than anything. Yeah. He was due to be playing this role, but this is what's happening. Next week, he will appear in court on domestic violence charges. Yes. Uh, apparently, there will be more alleged abuse victims who are going to come forward. Ready to come forward, yeah. He was arrested a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, they are speaking to the district attorney's office in Manhattan. And this, of course, would then lead, you'd suspect, to a, darn, uh, a severe downturn in Major's uh, line of work. So he's also had his publicists have dropped I mean, him. Again, it's Hollywood though, so it wouldn't surprise me if he just like gets gigs. We'll wait and see. Uh, 33-year-olds, the publicists have yeah. dropped him. His talent managers dropped him as well. And Those are the condemning ones, yeah, really. Yeah, so we'll wait yeah. and see. And that is... The parasites are leaving. It's the, the only thing I can think of is that he's in a very recastable role. But that would be a very sad end to um, he is to his tenure. Well, yeah, he's he's he was on the up. He was big becoming star. the yeah, next yeah. big name, and now he's thrown it away because he's a vile person who abuses his partners. And I didn't have a clue. Apparently, it was rumored that he was just a horrible person, and they were talking people talking about it. I missed that. Yep. Um, and I did see that after this first instance of uh, reporting and arresting happened. Uh, his lawyers did release texts from the partner who was doing uh, a lot of the like, oh, I'll tell them all that it was my fault that did see you that. hit yep, me. Yep. Don't worry. You know, that level of victim it was really um, bad. Uh, talk. And it was very obviously someone who is a victim. It was scary yep. um, seeing them do, the, do it, do the defense. And it's what people who have been abused for a long time do. They, they are dependent and they start trying to protect the person who is abusing them. So this is just like, this is just guaranteed. He's a bad guy. He's got to go. Yeah. Will he go? I mean, it looks like he will, but there's a lot of vile people still getting gigs at Hollywood all the time. Indeed. One more story before we talk about what we've been watching. Microsoft have attacked uh, British (laughs) authorities. They have. After they blocked it from buying Activision. Yes. So this was the... um, the president of Microsoft said that the move was bad for Britain. It was Microsoft's yeah, darkest day and 40 <laughs> years of working here. And this was after the Gaming so Commission. Sorry, it was the CMA, the Competition and Markets Authority, who decided... Yeah, like people who try not to let monopolies happen. Yeah. ...that this $55 billion deal cannot go ahead. So US and EU regulators, they were yet to decide on whether to approve the deal. But yesterday, Wednesday, the UK regulator said no. Yes, because they said no thank you all. In their eyes, they said it would be a bad thing for competition. Because this would mean that Microsoft would get his hands on the likes of Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, yeah. Candy Crush. And uh, yeah, they've said... A lot of no, very popular games. Let's Basically, not do that. Microsoft very unhappy. The, the techie reason, the techie reason is that the gaming on the cloud is supposed to become a big thing soon, yeah, yeah. and that's like streaming your games, like you stream shows. And Microsoft are currently the, the 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 major player in that sphere. The only one that's really succeeded as Google shut down their system and Amazon's just kicking off theirs. Um, so if Microsoft get a chance to gobble up all the very popular games that are that are free, they could make them exclusive on their gaming streaming platform. And then they've got a bit of a monopoly and things are bad. Microsoft said, oh, but what if we promise to not make things exclusive for 10 years? Would that be okay? And it's just like, 
what, 10 years? Come on. That's just how long it's going to take for this to actually become popular. And then you've got the Monopoly anyway. So, like, the, the, the block makes enough sense to me. I will always be happy when a megacorp doesn't get to buy another megacorp, even if the, first, or the one that they're buying is kind of failing a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only issue is that this is only one regulator among many. If the EU approve it and the US approve it, it will be a bad day for a British industry because we will have just blocked a company from doing a thing here and they will just do it everywhere else instead and take the money elsewhere. So Microsoft are right, but it does kind of feel like they're trying to hold their economy hostage. They're, they're doing all this whole like, things are pretty bad in the UK. Wouldn't it be such a shame if we stopped investing mm-hmm. and started leaving? And that's just like, that's just bad people talk. You don't do that as a good person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's finish up. James, what have you been watching over the last little while? Tell you what, I haven't finished anything. Hey, okay, I have finished a movie and a TV show. What do you want to hear? Oh, wait, tell you what, I finished an audiobook. Oh, nice. Okay, I'll come back to that in a second. What do you want to hear? Uh, tell me about the movie. The movie. Okay, this is the movie Air. Right. Which is out in cinemas right now with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. How about that? Wow. As a, a, a cast, Jason Bateman, Marlon What a Williams, unexpected pairing. Chris Tucker, Viola Davis. It is... A big cast, which has had very little in the way of uh, PR, and it's... I haven't even heard about it. Yep, it's the story, based on true events, on the origin of the Air Jordan shoes. <laughs> which, you'd think, would sounds really, really dry. It kind of sounds like the Tetris TV show, but... Right, right, but this is actually, as you'd expect... Tetris TV show looks good, and the story is incredible. Yeah, from the, the cast and the caliber of those involved, this is very, very good. All right. Uh, you've got Matt Damon, who is the lead role. He's playing Sonny Vaccaro, who was Nike's basketball talent scout in the 80s, 1984. At this point, Nike were way behind in the basketball shoe market. It was Converse and Adidas who were leading the way. And this guy, Sonny Vaccaro, was like, hmm, Michael Jordan, this young up-and-comer, he's our man. He's our guy. But of course, lots of obstacles and roadblocks in the way, mainly the fact that Nike were very uncool and uh, he faces a lot of internal issues at Nike as well. But eventually, as we all know, Uh gets the deal over the line. And Air Jordans oh, so, so make $4 billion a year. I, in fact, I wore my own Air Jordans to the movie. So that's how cool I am. Oh, you've got Air Jordans? I do, wow, yeah. You're, you're a legend. They are very nice shoes. So really, like, uh, I hate to call it functional, but a very functional movie in that okay. it was like great cast, great true story, well acted, well written, humorous, zippy. <laughs> Did the job. Functional is such a funny word. And of course it's... <laughs> it's not a compliment. Right. But you know what I mean. Like it did what it said in the tin. Yeah, by the books. So yeah. it's... It's like accountants made a movie. Oh, for that is it. That is absolutely it. In that if you are looking for like a movie just to chuck on in the background and you think, all right, <laughs> famous story, famous actors, Michael Jordan, you might learn a few things. Ah, yes, yes. The number Great. sheet is looking clean. <laughs> Is this going to like clean up at award season? No, no, it's not. And that's why it got released now rather than in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's why you got no marketing. Yeah, indeed. I, I suspect it was maybe aimed at Oscar season because of the caliber of people involved. But then they realized. But then they realized, no, this is an accountant's movie. Yeah. The one interesting thing is that Michael Jordan, who who is in, well, I'm going to say he's in the movie, not the real guy. 
Obviously, there is a character right, playing a an actor the film. playing Michael Jordan who is never on screen and he does not have any uh-huh. lines to say. He's always it's always like you just see the back of him. Oh, on the court or oh, he's actually in he's in person in the film and you just see his back. You never like you never he does he does not say an on camera <laughs> line in the entire movie, which I think is a really it's interesting so storytelling choice. It's, it's just like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Because it's it's because at the time, like Michael Jordan's eighteen, yeah. and the whole deal was done mainly because of his mother, which is Viola Davis, right? And you want to give Viola Davis all the screen time in the world, okay? And so Michael Jordan is barely acknowledged; like he's he's just kind of like shuffling at the back of the rooms while the adults do all the talking. I mean, it so, makes sense. I get it. Yeah, it's also hilarious. It, it is interesting from that from that perspective, but yeah, it's not really one to rush out and go and see. Okay, tell me about your audiobook. What'd you what'd you listen to? Let me tell I forgot the name, it was so bad. What I do is I, I listen to audiobooks <laughs> while I'm going to sleep. So I tend to listen okay. to things that I've either already read or that uh-huh. I don't care about. And I listened right. to one that my library added to their list. I I looked at it. It's called A Court of Thorns and Roses. Apparently it's like Wow. People like it. Apparently it is like a good a, a bestseller. It is Trash. <laughs> it really? Was, it is trash. It, like, it was a full cast rendition audiobook adapt. adapt. Uh-huh. So I, I can't guarantee that the book itself is, is well, I can because it was a story that was the weak point. Um, I don't know how this is a popular book. Um, I understand. I think it's a young, a young adult book. So obviously okay. not, not high bar to clear in terms of writing. But like, it's a bit creepy. It's a story about like how someone accidentally kills a fairy and then has to go get has to go to fairyland because of legal reasons. Um, fairyland because if you kill a fairy, your life is forfeit, and if you don't want to die, you have to go so live Brighton. in fairyland. Like, yeah, Brighton. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, and like ultimately, like she's being kidnapped, basically, right? All right. Abducted against her will to a place because of legal reasons. That's still kidnapping in my view. And then the story is like a love story about her and her kidnapper who's like five centuries old and she's a teenager. It was very creepy. It was like Stockholm Syndrome. It felt a bit like it was a story about that, but but not self-aware enough to make it real. It was just like, Ooh. hey, what if someone got kidnapped by a handsome fairy and then they fell in love? And I'm like, that would be very creepy. And the book's like, hey, it would be very nice, wouldn't it? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said creepy. <laughs> I'll be honest, James, this doesn't really sound like your wheelhouse. It's, I know it isn't, and that's why I do. I, I put on an audiobook when I'm falling asleep, and I put it on really quiet, so I have to really try to hear it, and then trying to hear it uses all my attention, and that, that is exhausting, and I fall asleep. So Smart. And then I, I pick up where I, where, I, where, I, where I fell asleep the next day. So it's not the, the best reading experience, but I was just impressed that a book that is this popular, popular enough to get to jump the queue on the books that get added to the library was just this not good. It was just this not good. I was shocked. Okay. And so if anybody else has read it and liked it, I would like to understand. Please help me understand. Because I understand one part, that media isn't for everyone. I say this about the TV shows I like. It's not for everyone. No. I don't see who this is for, because I don't even think it was good young adult fiction, because I actually still like young adult fiction when it's good. Sure. I don't think this was good young adult fiction. Fair enough. Anyway, yeah, I read a book about falling in love with your kidnapper 500-year-old fairy. It was bad. Thanks for that excellent summary. If, dear listener, you have finished an audiobook, a movie, a TV show, did you go and see a play, a comedy show, let us know. Seesawparade at gmail.com, written form, audio form, we love them both. Let us know what you've watched. I'm going to finish off, James, taking this full circle. We finished watching Drag Race Season 15. You criminal. You vile, vile, 
immoral criminal. It's, I know. Lock me up. Disgusting. I tell you what, this this show is it's just good fun. Like that's what the show is. Because as I've talked about on the show before, <laughs> you know why a lot of crimes might feel like they're good fun. <laughs> yep, might feel good at the time, but uh, actually you're doing still crime, doing something terrible. So as I've talked about before, and rather than repeat the same, okay. Rant. This was a show which I told myself I wasn't gay enough to watch for right. years, and then I started. But it turns out finally, you don't even need to be gay to enjoy it, and you're and, gay. Yep. How about that? You can literally just be anyone, and this is a good time because rather than it being like Bake Off, where you just have to cook stuff, or a singing competition where you just have to sing and maybe do some choreography, this is everything. It is art. It's costume design. It's choreography. It's singing. It's comedy it's and of course lip syncing as well so yes, yes, yes as yes, you'd yes. expect if you know what drag race is it's essentially a elimination competition with these drag queens who are all competing to be america's not next drag superstar and to me there was a pretty clear winner early doors i'm not going to say who it was but uh, yeah we both zeroed in on them as being the potential winner and thus Thus proved. Oh, so but you were happy again, with the with the result? Yeah, yeah. Deserved winner for sure. Well done. Well but done. what it once again showed me was how important all the stuff we were talking about earlier was, particularly with regards to Florida, because these are, in some cases, like early 20s young men who are, as they're like getting ready for, for the big show and all that, they'll they'll chat to each other about, you know, what's what's home like and what's, what's your life like? And the amount of them who have been kicked out of their family home. Yep. Because either they're gay or they do drag or like their mother, their mother found their drag stuff and told them to leave. Yep. And of course, they like break down in tears. And one of them, a queen called Anitra, who's very talented, just, uh, of course, has been bottling this up for years and says, I haven't seen my siblings, my little brothers, my little sisters for years because my mom kicked me out of the house. And yep. your heart breaks for these people because they're living in a place where. No, but Colin, love is unconditional. Unless, Unless your child is an abhorrent. Yeah, so it was. It's so so heartbreaking seeing these stories from people who are literally just being themselves, and the result is whether it's yeah getting kicked out, it's violence in some cases, and they're telling they're you know they're bearing their soul on this TV show. So it's in some cases yeah it's difficult to watch and hear their stories highs and lows all in one show that's uh, huge that yeah. being said you do then have the other side of the spectrum where you have like the most supportive parents in the world and uh, like a dad who has supported his son's drag career and is always at every show and loves what they do and loves that they can you know turn their art into entertainment and so it's it's a really heartwarming show but it also is as they even reflected during the the program, one of the challenges in one of the the middle episodes was they were doing a, a musical, and it was about this theoretical world where drag was banned. Oh, theoretical! And this was filmed. Mm -hmm. This was filmed like before mm -hmm. drag bans started to be enacted. But obviously, in the edit, they've they've reflected the fact that it's since filming. Oh, actually, sorry, in the finale, which they filmed recently, rather than all the previous episodes, which they, which they filmed filmed last year, reflected that. Of course some of these queens now cannot perform in their home states in yeah. certain venues, yeah. which is, yeah, really terrible. So, great show, great people, really enjoyed it, and it's a show for anybody. So if you like just an entertaining competition yeah. with people doing fun stuff, and give it a shot. You know, I was I was very homophobic about it, but it's great. I do really enjoy the show. 
And here's to many yeah. more. No, I think it's, it's, it's a good show. It's a good show. And it's just such a shame that such a like what a show that should just be such fun yeah needs to have such sorrow and heartbreak in it as well For in sure. the current climate i look forward to a day which is going to never happen but i look forward to a day where we can watch our drag shows and not have the overbearing burden of sadness yep. as well always there wouldn't that be lovely oh well wouldn't it be great talking about overbearing sadness show has ended thank you very much for listening wow Good point. I am immediately going to go sleep this sadness oh, off. Gosh. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your opinions. You can get in touch with us. Ceaseoperate at gmail.com. Twitter is being wound down. So yeah. say However, goodbye to that. Diane, if if you're going to email, make sure to, to double check it, redraft, final edit, then send. Then, and if you've made any mistakes, email us quickly. Yes. Because I edit the show quickly. Yes. Right. Thanks, James. Bye, James. <laughs> Feel better, Zelda. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye, bye, bye. Thatcher's still dead. Thatcher's still dead.